Welcome in Nebraska high school sports fans for another edition of the Prep Zone podcast. I'm Dylan Adams back again with our co-hosts here, Mike Patterson and Stu Pospisil. How are you guys today? Good. Doing it's good, Tuesday. Dylan. We're yeah. just getting the week underway. Yes. Ready to go. Rolling right along here. So we're coming off PAT. We're coming off both our teams 0-2 starts, but we're we're hanging in there. Um, I like your Vikings chances better than my Bears. Looking even more dysfunctional than last year, if that's possible. And Fields is drawing even more heat, and hey, so is the head coach, which, uh, yeah, I can see the head coach getting the heat. But uh, And they're playing at Kansas City on Sunday, so soon to be 0-3. Nobody, nobody's out of, out of contention in the NFC North. Exactly. The Bears are. They're only one game out, PAT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll keep it positive. Come on, you're supposed to have hope. <laughs> supposed to have. Hey, I'm a Royals fan. If you can just beat those Green Bay Packers, then then things would turn around, I think. So. You know, Lovey Smith got fired because he couldn't beat the Packers, and he was like 10-6. and six, So, uh, yeah, they better start beating the Packers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and maybe a few other teams would be nice, too. <laughs> so, all right, well, we're going to recap week four today. Um, and we might as well start with kind of that game of the week, number two versus number three. Millard South took it to Gretna. I think the final score, what was it, 38-7? You know, Millard South looks set up for the next couple years. Uh, you know, the sophomore group, you never know how youngsters are going to come in and play. But uh, Millard South, Ty Wisdom has put a lot of confidence and trust in them, especially at quarterback with Jet uh, Tamala. And, you know, they're off 4-0 um, defense can't can't forget about the Patriots defense because Dylan uh, Cool came up with two picks. One he took back for a pick six. Also recovered a fumble. Um, Gretna, if I remember right, had 142 yards or 133 yards of offense for the whole game. And if Millard South had played probably a better schedule to that point, especially starting with Millard West, Gretna really hands. You know, until prep the week before, uh, and they kind of escaped there in double overtime. You know, they they had not seen a team like Millard South, and you know, I think Gretna will, you know, bounce back and uh, you know have a six, seven, eight win season uh, still. But yeah, it was very impressive for the Patriots uh, in Gretna on uh, Friday night, and um, you know, you had another one. You had Gabe uh, Pruka. Stepping in for Nolan Feller, who's uh, got a little um, leg injury, maybe out a week or two. Uh, stepped in, uh, you know, gave them, you know, a uh, workmanlike performance in the backfield, so that it wasn't all throwing by the the Patriots. And you know, they're October thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth is is the date now circled in. Uh, you can circle it in red because both teams are red. Uh, Millard South and West Side. I got a look at that Miller South defense a couple weeks earlier yeah. against Elkhorn South, and they they were just dominating. And Cool had a TD return uh, on an interception that night too. So I don't think anybody thought the Patriots just a couple games into the season were going to be able to dominate Elkhorn South the way they did. But uh, they've shown that they're for real. And and like you said, that's uh, the big game coming up in a few weeks: West Side and Miller South. Yeah, West Side's going to have to go out. Uh, they're they're going to host North Platte, then they go out to Kearney and. Millard South has probably a district title game uh, next a week from Thursday at Lincoln East. Um, 
that Millard South Westside's a crossover game, so that's they're they're not in the same district, and the NSAA that's a great matchup to have as a uh, when you have odd teams in a district, you have to you have to cross over. It's kind of like Major League Baseball, sure. where you have the interleague play because you got f- fifteen on each side. Right. You wonder when they're going to just go to sixteen and. Where's that game at? Is it at Westside or at Buell? I'm trying to think where I watched it. I think it's at Buell this year okay, because I, I watched it at Westside and it went to overtime last year. Oh, yeah. Before, I mean, and that was after you know Westside had uh, lost to North Platte, then beat Kearney in that goofy game where we had to finish at Papio South because if the lights had stayed on, it might have blown up the, uh, the plaza area at uh, Westside's Phelps Field, and we got that game in at Papio South, but you know, we, we talk about Carney too. Carney is one sitting there, uh, good win last week over Bellevue West. Just have uh, their number, the team kick and a pick, I think was our headline. Yeah. Uh, fourth win in three years over the Thunderbirds. This time it was 19 or 16, 13 and, um, three field goals for, uh, Carney and then, a, a touchdown, um, interception to end there. Right. On the last drive for Kalen and, you know, Bellevue West is not the team that we thought, nor why I'm thinking what Mike Huffman, their coach, thought at this point. And they're going to have to do some regrouping. You know, Dave, uh, Davon Hall is, uh, you know, likely out for the season with his elbow, and um, their running game is spotty. Uh, certainly, their their defense uh, needs some shoring up. You know, I don't I don't count them out, but they're going to have a game with uh, Gretna in a couple weeks. That's going to Tell us a lot about the the Thunderbirds postseason um, hopes, aspirations, and maybe where they fit in. I think maybe Bellevue West was reeling a little bit from the beatdown Westside gave them the week before, and then to go out on the road—that's you know—it's a tough ask to... against the Nemesis too. Right, one, one that right. is not afraid of Bellevue West from past results. It's funny you guys talk about the travel though, with uh, Metro teams kind of traveling outside of the of the area. You know, I'm from South Dakota. We had to travel an hour or two for every single game, but yeah, it just affects these guys a little different. <laughs> There's some Metro teams that don't like traveling to Bellevue or to <laughs> it's Miller. Crazy. I, it, it's crazy. I mean, you know, Sc- Scott's Bluff going to Frederick, Colorado down by uh, Longmont is a shorter trip than going to North Platte for them. And yeah. that's their next closest op- opponent to when it's, you know, when it's in class A or or what have you. I mean, it's it's just crazy the the mentality, you know, of of uh, metro teams, especially hitting the road. We were driving from Mitchell to Pier, Mitchell to Rapid City. I mean, three four hour drives all the time. So it's it's definitely different around here, um, for sure. The home of the Corn Palace. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, home of the Colonels. South Dakota. You've got Rapid City. You've got Sioux Falls. You've got like Mitchell and Pier in the middle. There's it's Sioux Falls there's, is a there's, short there, road trip, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their their geography is even worse than Nebraska's because yeah. you got two population centers on either end of the state, and yep, uh, you know Scotts Bluff and Garing aren't exactly the the metropolis. Exactly, East River, West River is yep. a real thing though for yep. sure. So, but getting back real quick into the Patriots, I mean, Stu, you had them number eight preseason. They were six and five last year. I mean, it's just crazy how far they have come. Uh, through these four, the first four weeks, they beat both their Millard rivals um, pretty handily, this Gretna win, and they also had the Elkhorn South win. So, yeah, I mean, that's a tough schedule, and they're sitting here 4-0, and, and people are even saying, hey, 
might want to put them above West Side. Can't do that yet. Though. I haven't heard that said, and I will not put them ahead of West Side. <laughs> I don't think they want to be ahead of West Side. No, no they no. want to be in that little bit of underdog <laughs> yes. spot Let, when they play. Let's October just see 13th. how it plays out on October 13th and see if both teams are sitting there at uh, 7-0 and at that point. Absolutely. I, I'm glad you mentioned Coach Wisdom there, Stu, because, uh, you know, he might get overlooked just a little bit because of the great play of the players. But Andy Means had such a great run there as Millard South's coach. And uh, obviously he's done a really nice job so far taking over. Had been on, on the staff at Millard South previously. I had a couple coaching stops down in Arizona. Uh, came back home. He's a Lexington kid. Um, you know, um, he's got family already here so it, it was a logical move for him if offered and um yeah he's he's doing a nice job I, offense is fun to watch and their defense is quick and he says it's with energy and violence <laughs> and like they pop people yeah so, so but um, this week guys it's we've had some great games this week it's a little slim out there yeah we're going into district play and you wrote over the weekend yeah expect some blowouts uh this week you know, I mean, best game on Friday night in Class A, you know, as far as records and, and teams I haven't seen yet, we're going to be breaking the trek up to South Sioux City to see Millard West. Millard West is now number three after the Gretna loss, only the one-point loss to Millard South. South Sioux, 4-0, certainly untested. But Troy Palmer is a uh, very good running back wrestler for South Sioux City. We're going to see just what the Cardinals are made of and – you know, a, a close game, if they can pull it off, you know, could pull them into the rankings. You know, we've, uh, I've got two teams that are saying below 500 in the top 10 and probably a few more squawks with Omaha Creighton Prep at one and four. But you know what? I, I watched Kentucky volleyball on Sunday night <laughs> against Nebraska. They're now two and six or two and seven, and they're 21st in the nation. Right. So, you know, it's how you play as as much as who you play. Mm -hmm. And you asked me, if, were there any three and one teams I really considered? No, <laughs> I mean, you know, Lincoln East is sitting there at, at three and one. I want to see them against Millard South. You know, in, in two weeks. Um, you know, they've got Dash Bauman, who I think's a Wyoming commit, and uh, Jet Worthley at quarterback. Um, you know, that's going to be a very important game, especially for Lincoln football. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and Lincoln East has had, you know, a lot of these kids you've seen in Legion Ball. Right, right. And East um, uh, actually won the All-Sports Award this mm -hmm. last year. So it's a good cycle of mm -hmm. athletes at Lincoln East. And, uh, you know, right now the, the uh, uh, Spartans look to be the uh, cream of Lincoln's crop. Worthley, a Michigan baseball commit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Usually the catcher for the Spartans. Carter Mick just uh, committed to the Huskers. So, yeah, they got some athletes down there at Lincoln East, obviously. And as we all know, they went all the way to the final in the Legion uh, World, World Series this uh, past summer. So Kirkland team. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And a lot of those players will be back. So so let me, I'm going to run through the, the top ten. And, Let's do it. Uh, the um, uh, class leaders. Westside, Millard South, Millard West, Omaha North. Omaha North's kind of in a part of the schedule here where um, they're going to probably be playing a lot of uh, second stringers. Um, they're kind of soft right now until they get to Grand Island and Elkhorn South at season's end. 
Uh, Kearney's fifth, Gretna dropped to six, Elkhorn South uh, seven, uh, Carson Rauner, I think only three once last week. Not hmm. sure if that was by design or um, uh, the, the second string uh, got more time. So I hope that Rauner's not hurt again. He was hurt against uh, Millard South. Right, went out early in that game, yeah. So, But they, they've got two quarterbacks they can call on. So that's, that's a positive uh, for the Storm. Bellevue West eight, Prep nine, Lincoln East ten. Class B, uh, Bainton, Elkhorn North 1-2, still undefeated. Third undefeated is Waverly. They're saying fourth behind Scott, who had a really solid win with Bennett Terman coming back, blasted Elkhorn 45-0 uh, last week. That takes a little luster off of Bainton and Elkhorn this week. C1, Boone Central and Wahoo sitting 1-2 undefeated. Adams Central 7th undefeated. Uh, Sydney undefeated, not ranked yet. In C2, uh, we got a battle brewing on uh, a week from Friday night. Norfolk Catholic goes to Battle Creek. They're saying 1-2. Fillmore Central is 5. Hastings, uh, St. Cecilia, good win over Wahoo Newman. Yep. Uh, saying they're in 6th. Then 8-man 1, North Platte St. Patrick still heads the ratings. South Loop uh, tops 8-man 2, and Arthur County sits atop 6-man uh, St. Cecilia knocked off uh, yeah, Newman and Connor Booth. I think he had four scores in that game, and they still were able to pull that out. So definitely a good win there. Definitely. Um, yeah, uh, real quick, going back to Class A, is that, do we just have the four undefeateds left? Do you have three ranked and, and then South, South Sioux, Sioux is 4-0? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, I'm kind of interested in that Millard West game just to see, you know, last week they, they held, uh, it was 20-7, uh, to 7, I believe, mm. against Creighton Prep. And the Jays' only score was that kickoff return. So we'll see if Troy Palmer can run the ball a little bit. They can limit the possessions up there and, and maybe keep it within a couple of scores. Well, and again, it's Metro team traveling. Uh, South Sioux, I'm eager to see. They've got brand-new turf field uh, track up there. Uh, they want to do some more upgrades. So I think they're feeling like they are going to be sitting strong in, in Class A uh, the way it, it sits right now. And, uh, you know, they've they, – They've had a great basketball facility for some time with the mini dome, and now they're bringing their outdoor facilities up as well, and that, that's nice to see. Props to Kirk Peterson, the Millard West coach, for having the Wildcats. Didn't they lose by a point maybe the opening weekend to Millard yeah. South? Really close, yeah. and we all know how good Millard South is now, and they've really bounced back nicely. So, well, with yeah, that win over Omaha North, winning – Yep. With a 45-yard field goal on the last play of the game, I mean, that's Tristan Alvano-like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yep. West Side slash Nebraska reference there. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, I think that about wraps it up for the football side. Should we run down some, some volleyball rankings here quick, PAT? Sure. Let's touch on uh, what we saw last week, Dylan, and uh, the Lincoln Public Schools Invitational was the big uh, tournament this past weekend. Always draws a lot of ranked teams, and Papio South, our top-ranked team managed to navigate that 6-0 mark down there. They defeated Lincoln Southwest in the final. Southwest hadn't lost yet. So, yeah, the Titans are 18-0, ranked 7th nationally. And, uh, you know, they were tested a few times down there in that tournament, but they managed to prevail. They're playing a couple of freshmen, so they're a younger team than they have been in the past when they've won uh, some of those past recent titles. So, yeah, Papio South is... Uh, the top dog right now, let's uh, run down quick our top 10. Papio South 1, Southwest uh, is number 2. They slipped ahead of Omaha Scott. Uh, Scott's number 3. 
Millard uh, West four, Norris five. Norris also had a really nice run in that tournament. They finished third. Uh, Lincoln East six, Elkhorn North seven, Grand Island eight. The Islanders also a team that had a nice run in the tournament. Um, Papio nine and Westside ten and our number ones in each class. Papio South and Ace got in B. Grand Island Central Catholic still unbeaten in C1. Lincoln Lutheran unbeaten in C2. They have a 60-match win streak. They uh, won state last year, went undefeated. They won their last six the previous year. So they're off to a really nice start again for Coach Sue Ziegler, and I'm actually going to see them tonight, Tuesday night. They're going to be playing up at Fremont Bergen, which was the uh, C2 runner-up last year. So uh, they'll be playing in a triangular with Wahoo Newman. So I'll be up in Fremont for that tonight. Should be a good match. Yeah, Amherst in D1 and Overton in D2. So, And I mentioned uh, where I'm going to be Tuesday. I, um, I think I'm planning to be at uh, Gretna East is at Bennington, two of our top teams in Class B. That's Thursday night. And um, big tournament this weekend's the Allison Weston Invitational at Papio. And it could uh, be a rematch of Papio South and Lincoln Southwest because they're both in that tournament. So That could be fun. Yeah. Rolling right along with uh, volleyball. Grand Island. Have they kind of come out of nowhere? They uh, were a little bit unexpected this year. They have two really good hitters. And, um, yeah, they've done a nice job. And they really haven't been too much of a factor since the days of Bill Root mm-hmm. coaching them. So they've uh, had some hard times recently. Kind of the top teams in Grand Island have been uh, Central Catholic and Northwest. But, uh, yeah, Grand Island High really has been playing well. I think their only losses at the uh, LPS tournament were against Southwest and uh, Papio South. Well, they took Papio mm-hmm. South to three, right? Right, mm-hmm. yeah. 29-27. I mean, a huge confidence builder. Yeah, to no kidding. 29-27, one of those sets. For a rebuilding so, program. Right. But, uh, yeah, like I said, Norris and Grand Island really uh, made a nice move in the ratings basically because of uh, a 16-team tournament in Lincoln is one of the toughest of the season. So if you can survive that one and play well, you're really uh, on the right track. But yeah, like you mentioned, Stu, I mean, that's a, what, a top 10 nationally ranked team that you're taking to... Mm-hmm. as far as they can go, as far as they want there. Right. And, and yeah, um, right to the end. So, But, yeah, Lauren, senior Lauren Medics, she's still leading the way for the Titans, let them in kills in that championship match. And right. She picked a great school, too. Go Yotes. <laughs> yeah. Southwest, uh, Southwest won the first set. His best of three because yeah. it was an invite. Um, Papio South bounced back to win the second set. And then Medic, it was Medic time in that third and final set. She had eight of her 11 kills hmm. and uh, – yeah, the Titans won. I think they won 25-22. It was still close. Uh, that was the second straight year that Southwest has gone into that final undefeated and the second straight year that they've been defeated. So hmm. we'll see uh, what happens to the Silver Hawks the rest of the way because I'm sure that's going to be more fuel for their fire and right. maybe even this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to utter a really match. bad pun here. Is, is Medic the leader of the smash unit at uh, Papio South? If you want to say that, go okay. ahead. I just did. <laughs> I mean, do you think that that Titans team is as good as these last championship teams, or are they going to maybe evolve into that by the end of the season? You know, when I saw the team last year, uh, they had uh, Stella Adeyemi, mm-hmm. who's at Hawaii now. Man, when they when she came in, she was uh, a dominating presence, and I I thought that uh, last year's team was probably a little better than this year's team. I've talked to a couple coaches 
they think that this year's team is better than last year's team, maybe because they're just a little bit more balanced. They're getting the uh, effort from those freshmen. And, uh, you know, Medic is Medic. And uh, Charlie Solomon is uh, does a really nice job. And uh, the Deerstad sisters are really good, too. So I could go on and on about right. that team. But, hey, they're ranked seventh nationally. So I think that pretty much speaks for itself. Exactly. And one thing you know you're going to get is consistency from those top leaders every every match. So fun to watch. All right, guys. I think that will about do it for this week. Thanks again for joining me. And uh, we'll be back to cover that first week of district action. Hopefully have a couple good games to talk about. We'll see. If not, um, thanks for listening today.